and welcome to another edition of the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast i am proud to be your host my name is aj kierens and i'm here each and every week as we do our best to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life and this week is no different well, it's different. It's a different guest, but you know. But this week, episode number seventy-six, Setenta y Seis, featuring the talented creator and founder of Neltner Small Batch, Mr. Keith Neltner himself. And we're really excited about this episode. It's a really great opportunity. It was a really great experience. Really enjoyed speaking with Keith. And we've really just been blessed with some great people that we've gotten to learn their stories and connect with. And I've had the opportunity a few times in my life to be in the studio while bands were recording and really, you know, bringing things to life. And there's those moments when that guitar lick gets played or, you know, a great vocal gets laid down and the tape stops running and you look at each other and you kind of know, like, that was it. That was the one. And it just, it just feels right. This was one of those special episodes. We love every one of our guests. We're really blessed. We're going to be announcing our eighth 12-pack in probably the next week to 10 days. It's locked down. We're just trying to do something cool to kind of announce it and wow you folks. And with the holiday coming, you know, what, what have you. But with that said... We're going to be coming close to 100 episodes in no time. Definitely by the end of the year. We're not stopping. We already have artists that want to be a part of the ninth 12-pack. So that'll put us clear into, you know, 100-plus territory. And they're all wonderful people. You're all great guests. And this is no different. This was just a great episode. It was a really great experience. I was excited to learn about Keith once we were finished, you know, just like I said, it was just a feel-good episode. It's a really good story, you know, family, hard work, sharing vision, you know, great portfolio. The work is is stellar, interstellar overdrive is next level. And we learned about it through LIC, and that's just one piece of the story. He's a great guy, really good experience. We're definitely going to try to figure out a way to get down there. Go to the tavern, have a few, but we're not going to spoil it off for you. This is a good opportunity. Make sure you, you make sure you just uh, enjoy this one. Sit back, pour yourself a, you know, maybe go three three fingers tall drink, maybe a little bourbon, a little whiskey, Kentucky style. Remember, you can follow along. Neltner Small Batch is the is the organization, is the company, is the the family business. NeltnerSmallBatch.com. Neltner, N-E-L-T-N-E-R underscore small underscore batch on the IG, on the Instagram. And it's really just a, it's just a fitting tribute to be able to you know bring it to you and share this, you know, as we go into as we go into Labor Day weekend. This is a labor of love. It's uh it's something that he's passionate about, the team he works with. There's genuine care. It's a family. It's like a family business. You know, it's uh, 
if you love what you do, does it really work? You know, we can get philosophical, but it's just really cool to see this, the diversity of their portfolio, you know, from Shooter Jennings to Distilleries to LIC to, to Braxton, just really diverse, really fucking awesome. Excuse my language, especially if the kids are listening. And every now and again, we get a package, you know, we get a t-shirt, occasionally we get some beer. If you're listening, if you haven't sent us beer or a t-shirt, you know, get your shit together. But Keith sent us this package that was just wonderful. It was a, basically a portfolio book with a, you know, rawhide binding, beautiful paper, like kind of a, almost like a paper clip or you know, a paper you know, strap to keep it all together with some examples of the, the labels that he's done. And it was really, it was wonderful. I, you know, I sat with my wife, we, I, we enjoyed it. I've shown it to several people. It came in this great, you know, great packaging from French Cafe Press, and I give them some love. And I put it back the same way every time. It's, you know, it fits in this box perfectly. It came with, you know, vinyl, came with some posters from the tavern, a calendar. And it was really, it really, really hit with me. So I know I'm kind of go- going on and fanboying here, but I didn't know much about Keith, didn't know much about Neltner, you know, before before this episode and really just excited to, to share this one with you. So without further ado, you're listening to episode number 76 featuring Keith Neltner, Neltner Small Batch. We are the 16-ounce canvas. We are the Art of Craft Beer podcast. And we're happy to share this one with you. So let's just get right into it. Here it is. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, joining us from Camp Springs, Kentucky, the founder of Neltner Small Batch, Keith Neltner himself. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, Keith. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate it and glad to be here. Yeah, it's really great. We came to learn of Keith uh, and the, the small batch crew through the work with LIC, which is right uh, down the road from us in you know, New York. We're based in Connecticut. But the exciting part of you know, doing this and deep diving into you know, portfolios like yourself is learning you know, how much work that you do in the in the beer and kind of uh, you know, alcohol distillery uh, domain. So it was, it's been really a, it's been a real pleasure to kind of learn more about your portfolio, doing some research leading up to this. So it's, uh, it's going to be nice to get a chance to talk to you today. Yeah, man, uh, absolutely. Um, it's cool how social media and, you know, uh, can connect people from, from all over really with like-minded and, um, kind of with a purpose in mind. So yeah, thank it's, you. It's beautiful. Yeah. And if you, I think it's always important for folks, you know, when I listen along, uh, Neltner, uh, N-E-L-T-N-E-R, smallbatch.com, and then kind of see things as they're happening. Neltner underscore small underscore batch on Instagram. It's a really great, um, you know, kind of glimpse into things, what's happening, and also see kind of, you know, kind of see some of the non, you know, work stuff too. It's a nice it's a nice peek into, in, into, into your life, which is really cool to see that from a creative standpoint. I find that creative directors and folks like yourself even their pictures how they frame it and everything else and what they what they see is is lovely too so i, I don't know if you can see yourself a photographer but i definitely see your you know you, you have a nice way of framing up the photos and you can see you know how things are you're exploring stand out to you along your your life adventures 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I kind of use Instagram really as a, a photo diary to kind of document, you know, everything that happens. So, um, our studio is actually based near the family farm that I grew up on. And, um, so my family's pretty integral to what's going on. And, um, I've thought about separating that, but it's kind of such a seamless, um, interaction and existence that, that it's important to kind of show it and let it, let it live organically. Yeah. I think that's a great way to say it. Cause sometimes it's, you know, some businesses are, you know, or do have that very, you know, uh, distinct separation from, you know, the members and the business and the life. But, you know, if you're, you're capturing things, you know, your family and you know, being close to home and the farm and just local, you know, that small batch, I think it's really, I think it's, I think it's, it's genuine, which is, you know, it doesn't look forced with some, you see some folks trying to, you know, live that selfie life, so to speak, you know, it's always look at me, <laughs> right. look at me. And I think it's, well, uh, and it's, it's uh, nice. there's not enough time in the day to kind of fabricate it. You know, it's like, um, it just rolls through so quick and you know, we're balancing projects, um, that are coming in. We, um, my wife and I actually own the tavern just over the hill. So we're kind of multiple small business owners and, um, oh, and wow. like everything, that. everything overlaps. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I always kind of say my parents were, uh, they were kind of makers quote unquote before that term existed. You know, they, uh, they ran our family farm. And so I learned a lot, I think, work ethic wise, uh, just experiencing that, you know, through my life. So, yeah, we have one of the, uh, gentlemen we had very early on. Um, he, he's, you know, he does graphic design, does some label work, but yeah, his website is Midwestern, uh, work com, And just kind of, you come to, come to see that. Right. And I think it's just, it's, it's in your soul. You know, you can't, you can't get away from it. So I think it's just, you know, it's a nice tribute to your folks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So let's take a let's take a step back before we get into all the cool stuff. And I definitely want to hear about this tavern that you have. So that's really fitting, given the work that you're, you know, doing in, in spirits and, and beer. But you know, what's the what's the Keith Neltner story? How did you get into you know design and, and branding? <clears throat> this is this is your moment. This is where you get to talk about yourself. This is this is it. Uh, <laughs> as much as yeah, as much um, you want, man. Okay. Right on. Um, yeah, um, like I said, I grew up on on our family farm, but um, there's always kind of a creative um, presence, I guess. Um, I love to draw. You know, I never, you know, this would have been the 80s and 90s, so um, I didn't really have a real sense of what that could turn into. But um, I had the opportunity to go to a vocational school um, at the local um, art college and. Um, I was a senior in high school. So um, I tapped into that and, and learned about graphic design and kind of making a practical sense out of being able to draw. Um, so my early career started uh, in 1997 and I was working at local agencies and I did that probably, uh, probably close to 15 years. Um, notably got to work uh, at Landor, which is a large branding firm. Um, you know, and along the way kind of collected all these friends and peers that, um, later on when small batch kind of took, took its current shape, um, I was able to 
tap into that network and and create with with these you know kind of the the team that I admired along the way and I learned so much from um so um additionally uh like around 1999 um I did my first gig poster um for Hank Williams the 3rd who uh who's Hank Hank senior's grandson and uh through a string of events that kind of landed me on the tour bus um I met Hank 3 and and um he gave me a call a couple of weeks after the, the show and said, Hey man, let's, uh, let's work together. So while I was, I was doing my day job, um, you know, and branding firms and things, uh, working on Wrigley's chewing gum and Tide and, you know, large consumer products. Um, I was also getting into the music scene and the underground kind of country, um, kind of, genre if you want to call it that so bands like uh legendary shack shakers scott byram um just a, a number of guys that were kind of out you know blue collar creating a uh this culture and um i related to that quite a bit just growing up the way i did and um so i started doing gig posters and um started collaborating with with friends and we do posters for the house of blues and cake and modest mouse. And so that, that craft and that screen printing aspect, um, started to take shape, uh, and really was where I could be fully creative. Um, so I was kind of teetering and balancing the disciplinary day job, um, and learning that, you know, um, with some incredibly talented people to, this, you know, less structured, uh, sensibility with a musician, you know, catching them on tour and, um, you know, it was just very unstructured kind of a wild experience. Um, so that started to grow and, um, probably about 2012 is when I decided that Meltner small batch can, should, should be, um, the focus. So, about that time, there were some distilleries that were really interested in um, the aesthetic that was kind of happening with music. And um, there was a guy up in Michigan who wanted to start this brewery called Bitter Old Fecker. And he was a big Hank fan. And, and he came to me and said, hey, let's, let's create labels that are as beautiful, you know, as the beer that I'm, I'm, I'm making. So that was kind of my first introduction into beer and um, that just continued to progress. So about 2012, it made a lot of sense for me. We built a studio um, on our property. Um, so I was kind of poised to really focus efforts around small batch. And um, that has kind of been uh, five years ago, five, six years ago. And, and it really hasn't stopped. So the, the, the pace is, is pretty crazy, pretty intense, but um, the body of work that we get to produce is, is you know, it's very immediate. Um, whereas if you're working within the constructs of a, an agency or a job, you might be doing one thing or tapping into one talent. Um, and here it's kind of jack of all trades, jump in, 
Uh, if you don't know how to do it, figure it out. Um, you know, there's illustration, there's paint brushes scattered everywhere. So it's kind of all the medium, you know, all the different tools and things that, that, um, are at your disposal can, can filter and become part of a project. And that's like I said before, where we're kind of diving into, no, I, I, that's a great story, Keith. I, I love it because, okay. Okay. oh yeah, no, like I, I tell, I tell guests, I would let you talk all day. If I only had two questions and you want to talk, folks think, <laughs> oh, I rambled. To me, that's like the, the golden goose. Like that's perfect. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. 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 So don't, yeah. And I, I, I think, you know, given where you are in Kentucky, you know, the, the small batch kind of brand itself, you know, is really fitting to kind of, uh, you know, the bourbon down there, right? And kind of, you know, that the craftsmanship yep. that goes into that. So I think it's a nice, you know, subtle, you know, um, kind of compliment to that or, you know, tip of the cap, however you want to say it. And I really think it's the work that you do, you know, to, I love, I mean, that's where I come from. I come from music. I did radio and I have way too many gig posters, but they just move me whenever I see them and they, I see them and I remind, I remember that show I saw and that experience and. Yes. Yeah, it's such a it's such a beautiful part of culture. I mean, especially in country music. You know, last year I was at the Craft Brewers Conference in uh, Tennessee, and you know they you can go to some of the shops where they do the letter pressing and you know those you know kind of uh, you know the old Opry and the Ryman you know that that classic you know gig poster look to it. And I think that you're you know with the type of music you're you know making these for, it has that edge to it. You know. You know, Shooter and Waylon, you know, Jennings, you know, I think it's really fitting that, you know, those t- style of posters and you can go, like I said, on NeltnerSmallBatch.com, you can see, you know, some of the work and it just really, they're really detailed and they really kind of embody the music. So I, I, th- I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. I mean, I really, I really, that's a, a great story that somehow you ended up on the bus and, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a term that folks use all the time for when you kind of the music connects right and you kind of it has that moment you know the first time you got on the bus and it's just you know to 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 bring you where you were today and to have that kind of your yin and yang right your corporate kind of you know little little stuffier but you know you're learning your chops and you're getting to work on big brands um and then to to just kind of take that leap into your own thing i think it's it's inspiring which is great thank you yeah yeah i think I think one couldn't have worked without the other, which I think was kind of a, you know, in hindsight, you mentioned, you know, having a a birthday this year, turning 40, um, you kind of get to certain points in your career and you really look at things as a chapter, um, or these, you know, chunks of time. So, um, it gave me, definitely gave me the discipline to create, you know, small business isn't easy. (laughs) You know, it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, but it's incredibly rewarding and you know, you, um, it's not for the lighthearted. So, yeah, I, uh, we, we call, you know, we're, we're trying to get this term to catch on. It hasn't really, but entrepreneurs, because I think it's really, it's amazing because mm-hmm. a lot of times artists aren't really seen as running a small business, but to the reality of it and you know, the good part about the corporate gig is you show up and then they, you know, your project trickles down to you. This is what you're working on today, Keith. This is the deadline. Yeah. You, when you're running your own business, you have that deadline. You have to be the sales guy, getting the new business. You have to keep it. You, know, you have to run the books. Like we were talking about before, wearing 12 different hats. And I think it's a lot of times, I think it's gotten better in recent years with, you know, art and graphic design, you know, and branding, getting a little more uh, 
appreciation than just kind of oh you draw but i think it's really uh right to see where things are now but it's a it's a it's a, it's a difficult and an impressive uh choice yeah and i think i think always always um making sure the value of what you're creating is is present you know i think to your point like um art can sometimes be disregarded or well this you know there's a there's a friend or a guy that can do this but um what we've really taken a lot of pride in is doing something extremely well um for a client for a brand and seeing people react to it you know through social media or whatever but then seeing that success um is just that's that's the cool part um because it's uh it's not easy on, you know, I'd start a brewer on, on their side of the world either. And it's, um, when those two things kind of work together, I think it's, it's pretty powerful. So. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's what I like about you know, even, even your branding is, has that really, um, hand-drawn intimate craftsmanship to it, you know, rich layers, you know, really intimate details. You know, you can see the, the strokes, you know, I don't know if you're analog or, you know, all digital now but i mean even seeing the mural work it's really you were saying it's different things different days i mean the 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 reach of what you're doing there with your team is it's you know it definitely doesn't look like it's the same thing same thing twice and it keeps you keeps you honest and, yeah yeah it does and um you know over the last uh handful of years um you mentioned murals and um it's interesting because you get to those milestones. Um, the first mural we did, I was completely petrified uh, um, because we hadn't done it. There was a lot of unknowns and um, we did it for a, a local beer shop called Half Cut. And um, it was the coldest weather in Cincinnati on record and they had no heat. <laughs> so um, you roll into that situation. And, um, but seeing that and reacting to the wall and always trying to make sure the aesthetic is present. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting challenge across formats and different things like that. Um, whether it's a beer can or a bourbon label, um, there's always a continuity of, I think texture doesn't quite do it, but there's definitely, you know, um, a lived in quality about what we want to create, you know, um, like, you know, when a painting's done, um, that's kind of where we get to the point with our, with our labels and, and brand marks and stuff. It's, it's that, that feels right. You know, it's not that the deadline came and went, it's, you know, we have to take it to, a, to that finish. Yeah. And then you'd send me some of your, you know, some of your work. And like I said, you can go to the, the sites, but you're talking about being comfortable doing a mural. There's a, it's the brewery district mural. I mean, that looks intimidating as all hell. I mean, with all the scaffolding <laughs> and what have you. So I think that you must've gotten comfortable quickly. Cause that's looks what it'd be about three, three, four stories high. Maybe if I'm. Yeah, that was, uh, I think there's four and a half, uh, four and a half to five stories. Um, that's a cool program in Cincinnati. There's something called artworks. It's a public art, um, organization. So every year they commission an artist to illustrate different themed, you know, walls. Um, but Cincinnati has a 
crazy long history of beer making and um they're trying to really revitalize that so that that mural was the first on what is now the brewery district trail so if you come to cincinnati you can take a tour and that's one of the first um pieces that were created for that um but artworks uh has a team of apprentices and artists that create the final piece so when I illustrated that, I could have easily handed that over to our works and said, here you guys go. I'll, I'll come back when you're done. But they allowed me to kind of be a part of the process and really add the texture. And, you know, um, I'm afraid of heights. So it took me a little bit just to get, uh, to get comfortable moving up and down the, those five stories. So, but it's, it's, it's a big piece of art and, uh, I'm really, really proud of it. Yeah, I'm, I would. Yeah, you can't tell you you're, you're rocking the confidence in that photo. So it's a great photo. At the very least, <laughs> at the very least, you were you know took a pull <laughs> took a pull the whiskey before you went out there and got some courage. But yeah, it looks great. So it's really impressive to see. And I and you're four. You're saying about kind of being done. What I like also is the is the versatility of you know the work that you you know that you do that the work you've done with Braxton, for instance, and then, you know, how we found you with LIC, they're completely different, you know, branding, you know, one's very clean and, you know, um, you know crisp. And the other one, LIC is very industrial, kind of pulls off of, you know, you're talking about the textures, almost like a graffiti, you know, feel to it. It's got a really kind of, you know, I guess almost like, um, urban mural, you know, vibe to it. And I think some of those works are actually, um, kind of drawn from or inspired by you know some local graffiti and stuff like that so it's really cool to to see that yeah and the interesting thing like you had mentioned braxton versus an lic um a lot of it has to do with what's the personality of the brand which equates so directly to the the guys making the beer um and it a lot of times it's a reaction or it's the story that they have to tell. So Braxton started in a, in a garage in Northern Kentucky. So, um, by a, a young home brewer, um, Evan Rouse. So their story and their aesthetic was kind of driven by vintage automobiles and that, you know, think of 1987 and your dad, you know, in the garage and he needs a beer. What would that look like if you pulled one of those out of the fridge? Um, so that inspiration was definitely drawn from their origin story. Um, and then you take something completely different, like an LIC and Daniel, who's, uh, you know, based in Queens and, um, it's just a different, different aesthetic, but, um, it's kind of based on a warmth and a worn kind of quality, um, through both of those. Um, I think street art uh, and, and Daniel Acosta's love of Bosque, Basquiat and um, definitely plays a role in kind of the spirit of that, of that, uh, that brand, you know, and those labels. Um, it's actually interesting you said industrial because I'm glad that that comes through because um, the beer project is such a utilitarian name. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that comes through. Awesome. See? I'm learning stuff too here. So yeah, I'm trying I'm getting better. Now <laughs> from a creative standpoint, what is the 
I mean, what is the process? Uh, you know, how are you creating these? Is, are you are you sketching, scanning, all digital? What's 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 your process? It depends on it depends on what you know. If we're doing you know a new beer release and um, we have a name, sometimes a client might be really specific about you know. Um, Braxton had the name Storm, which was related to the event. There was a huge storm when they made the beer. So um, other things are more abstract. So um, if you take something like coded tiles or interstellar overdrive, um, sometimes the client just gives us a name or it's a reference to a lyric. So in a song or, um, or in a book. So we'll do research around some of those themes are, you know, kind of think about it as, um, as a vibe board of, of pulls, um, of inspiration. Um, we'll do a lot of sketching, a lot of that's traditional, you know, notepad and just kind of wristing out, Hey, what if, what if this is type driven or, um, so it starts as sketches and then, you know, we might show to the client, um, really loose sketches um, to get them to, to land on an idea um, before we put a lot of effort in illustration or things just to be budget conscious um, as well. We try to work really focused and smart from that standpoint. And then everything ends up digital. So uh, occasionally I'll, I'll do inking. Um, I do that a lot with posters and th- things like that, but we're starting to use like Adobe draw and um, you use a tablet to kind of, create all the line work and then go digital to Photoshop or illustrator. Um, because at the end of it, this has to be a functional piece of art. Um, so that kind of segues into production and, and how we know we're going to produce, you know, the cans or the label or whatever it might be. Um, but a lot of, but a lot of times one, one build on that is sometimes the we'll use, we'll cut stencils, uh, we'll use paint to do splatters and things like that. So there's not a repetition, to anything. Um, and there's a very kind of hand, hand rendered quality about it. Um, yeah. So that creates kind of this visual toolbox for us. I like that. What you're saying that it doesn't, it's not a pattern. It has, while there are some pieces of repetition, you can see, you know, the imperfections that would be to a mural or would be to street art or would be to that industrial way i mean i've i've learned to love that you know the line doesn't always have to be completely rounded or connected and you know and it really it's it's yeah it's imperfectly perfect which i which i think for lic specifically is really great it does give the the street feel it does is very industrial and i'm they're really intimate and intricate pieces. So it's really great to see that. I mean, you mentioned interstellar overdrive. I think those are just great cans going, you know, have a, you know, playing off the old, you know, speed racer vibe, but the fact that they're all different colors, I mean, it's really unique to have the same beer, have, you know, multiple different versions of the can. And when they you know, yep. have to line up a six pack of them to, to see the full story being told, you know, that's a, it's a great creative decision. It's also really cool that, that the, you know, the brewery would, would, would support that decision. You know, little things like that. You really see that there's a million ways to go or shortcuts to take. And when you're able to expand and, and you use the medium of a, which is a rounded canvas to really have this cool, 
cool feel to it, especially now with the you know the love of you know social and posting of you know beer photos. It just it really works on so many levels. So it's really it's uh, I just and you you mentioned that one uh, moments ago. And I just wanted to tell you how great that one is. <laughs> well, and and that that specifically that one came through uh, at the same time as Cosmic Kiss. So we had we had two two projects, two beers, you know, kind of on the the table. And um, Andy Soho is a, he's a super talented illustrator and printmaker. He's been working with us. Um, oh, probably a couple of years now. But um, when we sat down, it was like, all right, we've got cosmic kiss interstellar overdrive. How could we, what's something we've never done before? Um, and I think my son had just watched something associated to Voltron, which was, <laughs> I loved when I was a kid and it was like, all right, what if we take these cans and and make them characters? Um, and Daniel was super into it. Um, and the printer was, was really excited to do something completely different. And then if you didn't notice on Cosmic Kiss, each one of those planes, spaceships are in that. They're the ones battling the, uh, the alien octopus lady. Oh. So, so that's one continuous story across... Um, two beers so oh, um i love that yeah that makes it even better because <laughs> i do yeah. yeah it's it's nice and that uh, you know, good that folks will be able to appreciate that and then another one uh which is one of my favorites um is the um pile of crowns you know the with the the lion with the the hop hop crown it's it's, it's a great one yes yeah, yeah it yeah. just shows i mean if you yeah. if you look at those the, all those cans i mean the the fact that all from you know the small batch crew is just really it's it's really impressive because they're they're all in that same you know you almost would see this in like a booklet for street artists and multiple artists so it just shows kind of uh what you can with the versatility of what you're able to do yeah yeah well and and i to get ready for this um i kind of laid everything out on a on a my uh drafting table here just to have some visual reference. And, um, I think the amazing thing is the, the body of work has probably happened over the last two years, I believe. Um, I mean, once, once LIC got to mobile canning, um, cause we worked with them on their first beer, uh, modern apparition in a bottle and they had never canned before that. So it's really been cool to see, I mean, I've never worked for another corporate client or, or non-corporate client and created that much, that large of a body of work. So, um, which is probably, probably pretty unique, even in the, the beer industry to release that many, uh, unique flavors and styles. And yeah, it's a, it's uh, a, it's a beautiful thing, especially, I think it, it it works even better because of the LICs. I mean, it just makes the, the I've come to really appreciate the subtleties of decisions that they make as business owners. Because to work with someone like you and you have you create unique pieces for every every you know different beer that comes out is a commitment, and it, it's not you know it it's is. not cheap, and it, but it it creates a it creates a feeling, right? And that's what branding does. It it you know evokes emotions, and it kind of you know this is little every you know if someone has that in their hand it can, without having to you know with the beer trading culture you know I, i've yet to get out to lic and I, I promise i will 
but it, <laughs> it just you know it makes you want to go there like it, it has a vibe that i want to be there i want to i want to go there and they you know i, I envision there's music going and you know people are you know or just it's just a good place to be and hang out with folks like that's that's where i want to be a part of and so to these cans are little kind of mobile advertisements for that are just kind of on social and i think it's really uh it's yeah it, it's um it's a it's a great it's a great time period for, i mean the beer is incredible so to have great artwork it's just very it's very complimentary yeah i mean i to that point i think it's it is a collective um if they would have stopped at two two labels or whatever but we've it's a that effect and i think the kindness of people on social media and the reaction um i don't know it's just it's it's really cool to experience, um, you know, um, cause you always, I think you, at the heart of creating art, you always want to affect people on some emotional level. Um, and you see that happening. Um, and I think the culture, even of screen prints and you were talking about, you know, having a print that reminded you of an evening, like, um, I mean, I look at these as little individual collectibles. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah you know um so yeah and then i've come to really learn about screen printing you know so i've seen a few of the artists we've had they do gig posters or you know and they do the screen printing you know three to six you know colors and one or two of them have been a part of like these time-lapse videos and it just it was amazing to me like i we talked about it probably about 30 40 episodes in and one of the guys, you know, did a time-lapse video one day and I was just like, I was blown away because you could see it was like three or four days and put them on each one. Yeah, of the, there's on no the, shortchanging that process. Yeah, that was like... <laughs> if the you most, do, you'll pay for it. It was super raw. It was really, I mean, it was, it just makes, like I said, I have all these ones in my in my closet that I'm, you know, waiting to get framed and, you know, all, you know that's a whole other discussion. I wish framing was cheaper, but that's another, <laughs> another time and place. <laughs> right. But it's just, it was just amazing because a lot of you can i don't know if it's just me and i'm hoping with part of this project people have said they've kind of learned new things we have folks at different stages of their career and i just i've come to love people's craft even more it just makes it when i have that little piece you know we try to get a piece of art or a print from you know a lot of the artists that we have um, you know we're gonna have a new studio and so we want to it's just yeah, it just makes me feel good, and just but like to know how much time that goes in there, and the thought process, and you know, hearing about your process, just really, like I said, maybe it's a mental thing. I know that they say all your senses when you're experiencing, especially you know, CPG and you know, food and drink, and I, I think it's true. I mean, I think it's really true with these with these cans. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. I gotta get some. I gotta get some posters up to you. You gotta see some of this stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah maybe when I come down to Kentucky, or yeah. if you, maybe you know, we'll meet yeah. LIC. And we are back. You are still listening to episode number seventy-six. Keith Neltner, Neltner Small Batch, right here on the sixteen-ounce canvas. 16ozcanvas.com hashtag 16ozcanvas pound sign tic-tac-toe whatever it is that you do on the socials give us a tag we will find you if you're an artist or you found some really cool can art a little label love get in touch we'd love to hear from you it's that simple folks 
Hopefully you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. This is episode number 76, NeltnerSmallBatch.com, Neltner underscore small underscore batch on Instagram. Really just uh, love hearing the stories about the creative process. So many cool things. Like I said, go to the website, check out the portfolio. I know they're new, working on a new website soon. And just, uh, you know, for me, family is so important as a father. It's just a wonderful thing to see my kids grow up, getting ready for my youngest to start kindergarten. My oldest will be in third grade. He's just turned eight. But just to see them and share those experiences with them, you know, as we travel or just spend time with family. My baby brother's getting married next week. I'm the best man, so wish me luck on the the speech. I'm pretty sure I'm going to crush it, but hopefully get a few laughs and not embarrass him too much. But... Family is important. So the idea of setting up shop on, you know, your family farm, you know, in place you grew up in. And then, well, we don't want to spoil all the stories for you, but, you know, the, the Camp Springs Tavern is a key one. And just how important that would be and how wonderful of a story that is. And just to just to share that, you know, it's kind of, a, you say, squad goals, life goals, dreams, you know, things like that. You know, where you can grow old, have opportunities share memories, create new ones, and do it doing something you love. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. But like I said, new bucket list trip is down to the Camp Spring Tavern in Camp Springs, Kentucky. Pour a couple drinks. Hopefully be some live music playing and just uh, take it away. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to sharing the rest of the episode with you. This is getting close to the end of Season 7. We'll be announcing Season 8 in coming weeks. But don't be a stranger. And if you're an artist, get in touch. And if you're if you're not an artist, get in touch. AJ at 160zcanvas.com. That's me. I am the royal we. As they said, me, myself, and I. So without further ado, here it is, part two. Keith Neltner, Neltner Small Batch, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. That's how we do it. On on that note, how did you come to team up with the crew over at LIC? Um, that was, uh, I think I went down maybe early 2015. Um, I think it was, Oh, beautiful beer had done a feature <clears throat> on, um, bitter old Fecker, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, I believe Braxton. So, um, that's another phenomenon of like, you know, um, the community and how people, you know, seek out other artists or if they're looking for somebody to do art. Um, but Daniel picked up the phone and called me one day. Um, and we had a series of conference calls with his team and, um, just kind of got to know each other, um, remotely. And then, uh, like I said, we, we did the first modern aberration, which was, um, part of his cool ship program. And, um, that was such a great experience. It, um, just kind of evolved from there. Um, and we had, we at that point had some experience with, you know, printers and sleeves and, you know, you kind of gather all this, um, this great knowledge from different vendors and, you know, you kind of stash it away in your, in your arsenal of, of things that you can do. Um, so the pace kind of picked up once they did pile of crowns, um, that beer sold out, I think two or three times, and then they did a beer called Samo. And we, what we did realize is 
uh, shrink sleeves and lead times probably about seven weeks. And, um, through our relationship, um, we connected them with a local printer here in, in, uh, Kentucky and Newport. And, um, so all the labels that we produced that, that basically are applied, um, just like you would to a bottle, um, gives them a ton of flexibility. They can move quicker, they can release quicker, but all those labels are, are done here and they're by a place called Steinhauser. Um, and if you, if you have one of these in hand or if you get the opportunity, we're printing actually on a, on a silver substrate and the metallic comes through when you don't lay down, they basically lay down white ink first. It's a plate. But if you knock out different pieces of artwork, um, those will become metallic. So it's, it's an affordable way to do kind of some high end looking pieces of art. So, um, again, just kind of playing back into trying to be smart about budgets and, you know, like, um, how do we make it work? How, how does everybody succeed? Yeah. I, th- and I, that's great that it's someone local to you, which allows you to work with them. It's easier for you to work with them and then it gets shipped off to, you know, to the, the crew there and kind of keeping it local, like you were saying before about being in your you know, community, working with local artists, you know, being close to the, you know, the studio and the, and the farm. It's a, right. It's a nice connection point to, to be able to do that. And it was, it just showed that it, it was more than just a, a transactional relationship that you weren't just sending things off. You were trying to help. I mean, that's a lot of times what branding is doing, right? You're trying to help figure out a problem or come up with a solution for something. And so to, to do that, yep, I think is, absolutely. is really smart. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you still doing, uh, are you still doing gig posters? Is that something that still comes up? Yeah. So, um, um, Two and a half years ago, um, my wife and I actually, there was a, uh, a tavern that was um, built in 1865, and it, it's directly across from the farm. So I grew up all my life staring at this building, <laughs> and um, it's always been a tavern. Um, but we bought it two and a half years ago, and uh, we've it's always a work in progress, but we've, we've rehabbed it, um, and the vision for it um is to bring creativity uh, and community kind of together so um products that we get to brand we get to sell there bourbon and beer um the music connection which is your original question about gig posters um i do a lot of album art locally and regionally and with with uh, national artists but we've been able to bring them in some of them and play uh so we'll Hosts, you know, shows on the weekends. Um, so we've done a lot of gig posters, and what's kind of cool is we've been able to do them for the tavern. So um, we we've created this. Uh, I always call these things artifacts. So you know, um, we're creating artifacts that that hopefully will have a, a long life and um, you know be on somebody's wall or somebody's closet <laughs> waiting to be framed. Um, but you know. Um, I just kind of look at this is our time. Like this is our time here. Um, what can we do that that adds value to other people and, and our community and, you know, things of that nature. So 
Well said. And that happens through family and art and, you know, all those things. So. And then you're saying before, you know, about your, your Instagram is just a simple idea, but that it's so intertwined that you, to separate the layers, you know, obviously, which is a terrible transition about, you know, you know screen, screen printing with all the different layers and color, but you can't separate that because it's the, it's the whole work of art. What's the name of the tavern? What's the name of the tavern? Uh, it's just simply uh, the Camp Springs Tavern. Camp um, Springs Tavern. Yes. Uh, CampSpringsTavern.com is actually the website. and um, But um, it's a really interesting, since we've owned it, um, we've had so many people come forward with, you know, photos from the 1940s, from the early 1900s. Um, we've traced back every family name that's owned this property. Um, so it's really, you know, my family existed at that time. Uh, we, we came to this Valley in 1892. And, um, so I know those stories are there. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of, kind of waiting to uncover them. And, um, I don't know. It's just a, it's, a it's kind of a way of life, I guess. I just pulled up the website and it get like it got chills because of that that photo on the front there it's just my <laughs> that's wife, the oldest one we have yeah. yeah my wife is uh she's a uh, she's obsessed with our ancestry.com and just you know continually whenever things <laughs> get released and connecting the chains and finding more information out and it's just uh that's that that has your feel to it that website is is, is a kind of embodiment of the whole you know it's kind of the modern and the classic all all together which is great. Yeah, and we also we didn't we didn't go into that decision lightly, but it was um, you know we create brands for other people, so it was it was our intent to create one for us and see you know see see what we could do with it. Um, we actually just recorded uh, we had a, a band Chelsea Ford and the Trouble, um, an Americana band. They actually recorded in the building. Um, and we're going to release their album in August um, at the tavern. So, Milton Small Batch did the artwork, and so trying to create this ecosystem of you know, um, ta- you know, our skill sets and our talents, and putting them to use, and seeing what what artifacts we can make. I think it's inspiring. I think that what you were saying before about we were only here for a certain time and trying to you know put something out there, and that's. You know, a lot of folks kind of ask, well, what, you know, what's your end game with the, you know, the podcast? And I said, I don't, I don't really have one. I'm just trying to put something out there that, you know, maybe helps make the world a better place or help somebody with their career or just kind of, you know, maybe we're in the car with somebody on a long drive. We're just making it a little bit easier. It's, you know, it doesn't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Documenting those moments is. Yeah, I think it's something I love. Super cool. And you know, in a way, it's in a way the project is super self-serving. But I mean, I, I've always been drawn to music and art and design. And you know, I I always have had creative friends. You know, I did you know web design freelance for you know many years. And so yeah, I just think it's I think it's just wonderful. I mean, I had no idea your your story. From, I mean, I can only learn so much from looking at your your sites and your pictures. And part of a you know, part of what you're doing is storytelling, and so I think it's a really. I mean, I'm I'm completely jealous as a as a music fan and craft beer guy to have your own tavern. We've uh, I've mentioned, <laughs> I've mentioned that idea to my wife, and she kind of gives me the side eye, like you know, stick to the podcast, honey. Yeah, but well, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely the craziest you know thing that we've done. But um, 
my wife's incredibly supportive. My family is my brothers and you know, just, um, you know, the additionally, additionally, we have, um, we do a, a farm is, is basically over the hill as well. And that's become a wedding venue. And also, um, we do a fall festival, which is another demonstration of like, we have live music and, uh, we have crafters come out. So, um, yeah, we're just, we're trying to, my dad, you know, was super proud of this and my mom, this, this community and, um, he's not here and we've, we've taken a lot of ownership of trying to preserve what's here and, and build on top of it. So. That's wonderful. Yeah. I would love to, I, I always say to the folks we interview them and that we, you know, hope we get to meet in 3d and you're just a really uh, interesting person. I just love how your, your perspective on, on life and, you know, the impact we can have on others, you know, you're, you're leading by example for your, you know, your children, you know, you're, you're doing it and you're showing them, you know, you're taking, some some big chances and you know but you know they're being true to to who you are and it's just uh it's, it's really wonderful keith thank you i appreciate that very much yeah uh, i mean i yeah i'm gonna take a lot away from this one so i mean yeah the boys actually i'm really uh the boys today are at an art camp so you'd be you'd be psyched today watercolors so i'm really excited to see what we got coming home today so that'll make me uh Made me hug them a little bit more when they get in today, so I appreciate it. So thank you. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. yeah. So what? Uh, what's uh, what's uh, on the docket now? What's the small batch putting on? What are you guys working on? Um. Well, there's a few things kicking around. One one is a new website. So everything we we talked about today, hopefully, will be reflective in the new site um, come September. So, um, but we also have an opportunity there's a, a holocaust museum um we are being considered to do this holocaust um mural piece um which is a completely different subject matter and really intense but uh we're just i'm honored to be tending to be in the selection um and um there's a lot of history there's a union terminal uh, is where the muse- museum will be but a lot of refugees um, came through. There's a train station, is what Union Terminal was. So a lot of them came here and made lives um, in Cincinnati. So again, kind of a super interesting connection. Um, but uh, a brewery I didn't mention was uh, is Skipping Rock, um, which is a Virginia brewery. We did their brand, and these guys—they're hoping to launch in, um, I believe, fall of this year. So we did a brand mark for them, and hopefully, we'll do some packaged uh, beer for them. And um, there's also a distillery in Virginia called Tarnished Truth, uh, which is in the uh, Cavalier Hotel, and we actually named the distillery, and and we did um, three of their uh, releases. So we're going to be working on gin and. Um, and some um, other products for them this year. Um, and a cool fact about the hotel, um, Adolph Coors uh, actually committed suicide in the Cavalier Hotel uh, during Prohibition. So if you if you look up Adolph, um, he's connected to that hotel. And um, supposedly there's the spirit of Adolph still 
uh, rooms around that place. So spirit of Adolf making spirits. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yes. Yes. Beer course. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we've got a, we've got a pretty interesting rest of the year and, um, kind of always, uh, LIC is always releasing. So we'll be, uh, working with those guys. And have you been out to the brewery? I have not. Um, mm. which, which is, uh, I know, I know Steinhauser, our, um, printer they they went up they were in new york and were able to make it up so i gotta plan a trip all right lic crew yeah let's get keith out there and i'll, I'll meet you guys out there but yeah and i hope <laughs> let's yeah, do it i hope that the uh the mural comes to get, uh, together because just your you know your sense and your, your perspective on things i think you would you know do it justice and i think it's a yeah there's a really powerful one uh I believe in, there's one in Boston. It's a, you know, like a whole, like a memorial area. And it's just the, all the names are mm. in this, in these little towers. And it's really, yeah, it's moving. I've been there. Yeah. It's, I've been there. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was really, yeah, it was, it was amazingly well done. So something so simple was so powerful. So it was just, yeah, that was really, I, that's when you mentioned that, it just resonated, resonated with me, the kind of the, the huge weight you have on doing a project like that and what it means to so yeah. many people especially now with you know, where we are with refugees and what have you. So I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. It's important. Yes. Excellent. My friend. Now I, I'm excited to hear this next answer because you're doing it all. But one of the questions we like to ask is, uh, you know, what type of music you're listening to when you're, you're creating, I assume when you're doing the gig posters, you maybe listen to the band that you're trying to bring to life, but what's on the, what's on the Neltner playlist. <laughs> what's on the list. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times I'll I'll tap into whoever it is, shooter, or whoever I'm listening to, you know, working with. But uh, but the list varies pretty drastically. Um, so traditional stuff, I'll listen to, you know, uh, the Leuven Brothers, Justin Towns Earl, um, huge fan of Maynard James Keenan um, from Tool, Pacifer, Perfect Circle. Right. I don't know if you're familiar, um, but if it's late and I'm working late, sometimes Skrillex, um, I'll put Skrillex on just to kind of raise the, uh, the, the energy in the room. Um, so we're kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, which I've always liked to be, I've, I've always liked to surprise people, um, being from, you know, Kentucky and just giving people something a little bit unexpected. Yeah, so good. There's a good artist called uh, Girl Talk, which is a uh, it's kind of uh, a DJ producer type, and they do like live shows. That it's one guy, but all of the songs like you can have all samples from like it's just like tied together. And if you kind of see like the biography or the annotated version of what those samples are, it's like hundreds of them. But it's like notorious B.I.G. Really? the country to everything. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't, know if okay. I don't know if there's anything I'm new out from him, but it's Girl Talk. Yeah, I was kind of thinking of that. Yeah. I was thinking from the Americana side, we've been we've been loving the the Jason Isbell uh, album that's been on pretty oh, heavy, man. heavy yeah, rotation here at the house. Powerful stuff. Yeah, um, it really is. Yeah, and then I have a 12 and an eight year old, so they're oh. when they take over Spotify or whatever, <laughs> it's. Uh, you never know what you're gonna get. So yeah, my oldest will be. Eight. Um, but it's fun. Yeah, my oldest will be eight in the next month, and my youngest is four. So it's uh, it's interesting. You know, it's definitely. Oh, can you play this or skated through? Can you stop there on serious? So it's, uh, I feel it makes <laughs> yeah, it's a, a ride, cooler. and and yeah. most of the time, 
<laughs> most of the time you're not in control. Oh no, oh, no. I've so, got, I've uh, I've given up on that that plan a long time ago. So yeah, I, I, I definitely am not, <laughs> I'm not in control. I'm a, a chaperone and a uh, a bus driver. That's right. You do your best. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much, Keith. I really it was a, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. I really just uh, thank you for thank you for making the time and you know being so busy just to to be able to share your story with us. I look forward to everybody hearing it and like i said it makes me uh look forward to that next lic beer just a little bit more so thank you so much all right brother man thank you uh you've been a great host all right my friend we'll do it we're gonna get that beer or maybe we've proper to do we should do some bourbon but we'll do you know we'll do you know one of each and we'll, we'll i look forward to it <laughs> sounds good right. take care Cheers. there you have it folks episode number 76 is in the books keith neltner neltner small batch campspringstavern.com camp springs kentucky we're coming at you soon we want to thank you for taking the time to enjoy this week's episode the essential keith neltner interview making artifacts telling stories making a difference busy as all hell Casually just mentions, oh yeah, yeah, we got people wedding there. We're gonna have a festival, have a barn, a bar. They probably have a barn too on the farm. We didn't even get into barn talk. And oh yeah, we have a recording label. We send me some vinyl. Yeah, man's busy. His work is world class, badass, edgy, really great, really cool. If you're not following along, please do so. Neltner underscore small underscore batch. NeltnerSmallBatch.com. And it just, uh, and we're rocking the Skrillex, right? I mean, I think he, yeah, he throws the curveball right there at the 11th hour. I wouldn't have guessed Skrillex. Got a little shooter, a little interstellar overdrive. And I think we got to play some more music at the end for you. Was listening to the, to the record that they recorded, uh, right there at the at the barn and it was just it is it is kick ass so we're uh we're gonna get into all that too but let's um let's keep things moving along here you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast we'll take another opportunity we are blessed to have been able to make two donations donation a was to the asrc the autism services and resources of connecticut we were able to make a donation of $1,000, $1,016, excuse me. And we're also able to make a donation to the Closer to Free Ride team, the Craig and the Nebco team over there. Big uh, shout to, to Marty and the crew, $316. That's all because of everybody's support with our Art of Craft Beer show that we did at the Keller Dell Gallery a month and a half ago. Not that far, a month and a half ago? No, maybe a few weeks ago. Who knows? Whenever you listen to this, you know it could be, could be a month and a half ago, could be a year and a half ago, and who knows what we're doing at that point. But it was just a wonderful experience, extremely positive. Through this, we were able to make a donation. So if we don't do anything else, if this is the last episode you ever hear. We helped two amazing causes right here in Connecticut, and that's really, that's really phenomenal. But we're not going anywhere, and this might be your first time listening. Keith's a very popular man, so he's probably got a huge fan base that's listening. 
We actually got a few messages asking when this episode was actually coming out, when they found out that he was going to be on the podcast. I'm telling you, Keith, people love you. And so if this is your first time checking us out, let us know what you think. We love the, the feedback. Be gentle. And if you're listening for a while or you're just digging what you're hearing here, head on over to iTunes. They've got these stars. You click on five of them. You don't want a prize or anything. You could click on four if that's how you feel. But do what you do. And if you want to leave a review, it really helps us with uh, with the queries and the searches and you know all the buzzwords and hashtags and SEO. I don't even know how people use SEO anymore. Is that a still? That's not really a, an acronym. But with that being said, it has been another great week. Summer is almost over. Really sad, but make the best of it. I'm more of a spring fall kind of guy with this SPF 100 pasty white kind of uh, powder slash Casper skin. It doesn't really work out so well being in the sun all the time. But um, SPF 100 is a real thing, folks, and I do use it. So fun fact for you all. But again, thanks to Keith. It's a wonderful story, wonderful perspective on life. I think that it just really we had more people like Keith, the world would be a better place. And so it's our job to take that. And, you know, you tell one friend, you tell another friend and, you know, goes from there, you know, that can always, so I think that was the the story they tell you when, um, when you're a kid about telling lies, you know, you tell one line, it leads to another, blah, blah, blah. But how about if you do one positive thing, it leads to do another positive thing. And, you know, there you go. So, branding, imaging, design, art, tavern, record label, wedding, festival, and a farm. Oh, yeah, and a family. And, you know, seems to, you know, not be losing his mind. So, and works with great beer. So, until next week, we thank you. We thank you. And, of course, we thank you. Cheers. Have a good one. So, hey, it's me again. As we were talking, you know, Keith mentioned Chelsea Ford and the Trouble and their new album that they recorded at the Tavern. It's on Spotify. You can check it out. It's called Stonehouse Road. It's really great. Go to YouTube. There's a really great video of them you know, recording there in June of 2018. And one of the things I love to do when I used to have my own radio show was get to introduce folks to new music and we have this platform here. This song is great. So I just thought it'd be really kind of just a nostalgia for me. Kind of tie it all up. We love having the music be part of the episodes. Maybe we'll do this more often. But you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, and it is my pleasure to introduce you to Chelsea Ford and the Trouble, kind-hearted woman, Recorded at the Camp Springs Tavern Recording Studios in Camp Springs, Kentucky. From her new album, Stonehouse Road. Check it out on Spotify. Here it is, folks. Enjoy. Bonus footage. One, two, three. I'm a kind-hearted woman, the kind you
Don't mess with her, folks. That's a wrap. Until next week. You're listening to Chelsea Ford and the Trouble. Kind-hearted woman from their new album, Stonehouse Road, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Cheers. <laughs>